Hello, I'm Stu Sensei and welcome to the Stu Sensei English Podcast, the place that helps you unlock your English ability. Let's crack on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Stu Sensei English Podcast with me, Stu Sensei. I'm looking forward to today's episode because we have a special guest, Lewis, from English with Lewis on Instagram. We are talking today about his journey to become a teacher and the ways that you can self-evaluate your English pronunciation. Hi, thank you so much for joining. Really appreciate you being here. Um, would you mind telling people about yourself and uh, why you became a teacher? Perfect. Sounds good. Well, uh, the pleasure's all mine. Uh, thanks for having me and dropping me a message. And yeah, so my name's Lewis. I'm from England, uh, near to Leeds, which is a city in the north of England. And to be honest, I never really knew what I wanted to do in life. Um, probably like many people who are listening to this. And I always had in the back of my mind, like, teaching could be good why not teaching? But it was never like the number one option. I don't think anybody ever like dreams of becoming a teacher. If you listen to this and it was always your dream job, please let me know. But for <laughs> me, it was always like, oh, that sounds good, but is it what I really want? And I was going through that kind of like phase of my life whilst deciding what to do at university, where to live, how I envis envisioned my life. And then I studied languages at university, again, because I wanted to keep my options open. And they say that languages open many doors. Um, but again, it was always thinking, maybe I'll be a translator. Maybe I'll be an interpreter. But if not, I'll be a teacher. <laughs> sure. And then I met my current partner at university. Uh, she's Spanish. And uh, when I graduated, I thought, ooh. I would love to spend a year or two years in Spain because I had been studying Spanish and other languages. Uh, so I did it. I went for it. I moved to the south of Spain, to Sevilla, and I did uh, a typical course, the CELTA, um, the Certificate of English Language Teaching for Adults, I think is what it stands for. And from then on, um, I've been teaching English, both in person and online. So that's a little bit of a summary about me. That's amazing. That's great. You've been doing it for a little while now. So um, how did you feel on the first day of the job? Well, I'd say that, first of all, I'm a sweaty person. Um, <laughs> okay. So um, naturally, I sweat more than the average person. So I was always a little bit self-conscious about that, walking into a classroom, uh, being in front of an audience, essentially. Uh, speaking in public, knowing that I might sweat a lot and you'll be able to see some sweat marks and my brow will be dripping and then my cheeks would go red. So and I always had a little... as well, yeah. And exactly. But to be honest with that, at least I had an excuse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So if it's 40 degrees outside and I'm sweating, it's like, yeah, come on, aren't you? Um, <laughs> if it was in, I don't know, Russia and it's minus 20 degrees, then people would probably be looking at me like, what's wrong with this guy? Sure. <laughs> But yeah, to be honest, I've always liked a little bit. And I think teaching is very similar to acting. So as soon as you change your kind of mind and your approach and you put on a persona of like 
this is not Lewis, the guy who likes chilling out and watching football. This is teacher Lewis, who's going to try to put on a show despite maybe sweating buckets. Yeah, I so, completely get that. Yeah, that was a little bit of how it felt at the beginning, and which is one of the reasons why I always tried to add in jokes and games and uh, take kind of the spotlight off me and onto the students to increase the student talking time, reduce the teacher talking time, and take a back seat and let the magic happen. Good idea, 100%. And uh, recently you began posting on social media, I guess recently, because I've only mm-hmm. just seen you pop up recently. How long have you been doing it for? Um, well, right now we're recording this in July, um, mm-hmm. and I started like literally two months ago. So. I probably should have done it during the pandemic and I was kind of doing it during the pandemic, but for my company. Um, And it was never like my baby to put it (laughs) kind of one way. And I was not maybe 100% motivated to do it 24 seven. So I was helping to upload different uh, videos or posts, but I always kept like putting it off and thinking like, oh, I'll do it next year, or I'll do it next month, or maybe ah, it's not necessary. And then this year, um, I've had a change of heart and thought like, this is going to be good for my personal brand. I'm going to learn some cool skills at the same time. And then I can also offer a lot of my knowledge and expertise to many different people all over the world. And everybody can benefit it's a win-win situation you decided to uh start doing your own social media what inspires you to help students whilst you're doing it i'd say um first of all because i follow a lot of different accounts in spanish or italian or french and because i was learning from uh similar people with a similar profile who were uploading useful reels and posts and doing lives. And I was actually consuming all of this content myself, knowing that many other people uh, with the same knowledge and education that I've had as an English teacher are doing the same thing. And uh, of course, they can meet lots of people, they can attract new clients, because let's face it, that is one of the reasons why we all do it. So I thought that, well, if I can enjoy doing it myself as I enjoy consuming the content, then it could be a fantastic situation to be able to build um, a community of people who can then connect, chat, and learn a little bit every day, because that's the kind of message that at least I was taught when I was learning languages, that you shouldn't like really, really push yourself in a month's time and do an intensive course to pass an exam because learning a language should be part of your day-to-day and your routines so a little bit every day goes a long way yeah definitely so i agree um do you have any advice for people who want to become teachers because there's quite a few maybe our students now following our accounts that love learning english and would love to teach in their own countries at some point yeah i'd say um, to a certain extent Find your niche. So um, there are lots of people who teach lots of different uh, topics, whether it's uh, business English or advanced levels or beginners or even people who teach in a different language. 
for people to learn English, uh, if that yeah. makes sense, like uh, Spanish speakers who have an account who will say an expression in Spanish, and then how do you say it in English? So there are so many possibilities and um, so many people do the same job. So I think, first of all, find your niche, what might work for you and what would set you apart from the competition and the rest of the people out there. But also, I think it's good to be the student. So if you are learning a language yourself, you get to see what you like doing, how you like learning, what your teacher is doing that you think is a good idea and beneficial, and what your teacher is doing that you think, oh, maybe that could be a little bit better. Maybe if they did something else, I would learn more. So I'd say first, learn a language, see what it's like, but also find your niche. If you really like food, then maybe you can teach English for food or something like <laughs> that off the top of my head. So a lot of students online are eager to learn English, but they seem to have a a, a big focus on pronunciation. So for yourself, how important is pronunciation? I think pronunciation, the most important thing about it is that the other person understands what you're saying. Um, so as long as your message can be understood, then to a certain extent, nothing else matters. Um, you see a lot of people saying like, I don't, don't know, in the UK and you have uh, foreigners who visit the UK and they're learning English, but they're from Japan, Spain, South America, Iran, you name it. And then uh, as native speakers, um, many people will say, ah, I love your accent. Where are you from? Yeah, yeah. It's a misconception. People think they're going to be attacked, don't they? But actually, it's like people are interested. It's weird. Um, and of course, it can be misinterpreted. And some people might think like, oh, what do you mean? Is my accent mm. not okay? Uh, is it not all right if I mm, speak with a slightly different twang? Uh, so the fact that a lot of uh, native English speakers don't speak uh, another language uh, is a reason why learners of English should be really proud of their accent. Of course, if you can improve it and you can make it sound as natural as possible, and have like an example of, I don't know, a famous person or a footballer or the queen. You say, I want to speak like this person. Then you can watch different clips of that person. You can pay attention to how they pronounce different words and phrases and try to imitate it and copy it as much as possible. I know that's what I do with Spanish a little bit. And I really try to exaggerate it because then if you're exaggerating it as an exercise, when you're actually having a normal conversation, it'll come out a little bit more naturally, but with that improved native-like accent. But an accent is beautiful. And there are so many accents in the English speaking world, like there are in many other languages, I'm sure. Yeah, 100%, that's a very good example. I think over-exaggeration is very important, um, maybe more than people realize, because for pronunciation, for Spanish, for example, uh, and when there's an R sound, maybe Spanish speakers want to continuously tap that R, but in English, obviously, we don't. Um, and in British English, we wouldn't even use the R at times. So to over-exaggerate, like to force yourself to stop before the ER ending or something like this, um, physically, maybe at the beginning, or, you know, in your mind, you're like, I shouldn't do this. 
J and Y is a good example. Actually, I have a couple of Spanish students struggling with that at the minute who, uh-huh. you know, I have to say, it's okay. Just take your time. Oh, do it over the top because you're teaching your mouth where to go. So that's a good, good point. And with shadowing as well, it's, it's important to pick one pronunciation style because otherwise it becomes a little confusing, you know? Um, okay. That's great. Do you think there's a way that students can work out their pronunciation level? I mean, there's a couple of like random tips, which are a little bit weird that uh, sometimes I advise my students to do. Uh, One is like literally on your phone, opening Google Translate and um, like turning on the dictation tool and then start speaking. Um, And then it's kind of a test, like, will the robot understand me if the AI can pick up what I'm saying? And the same thing applies on Zoom or Teams or Google Meet. You can have automatic captions. So even if you're having um, an English class with a teacher or a conversation partner, you can turn on these captions. And then as you are speaking and trying to really over-exaggerate your pronunciation, you can have a look kind of out of curiosity, like, is it picking up what I'm saying? I was like, ah, no, uh, I got it wrong. Or the AI didn't uh, understand it. Of course, it's not a foolproof method because when I'm speaking sometimes, even when I'm recording myself for reels, if you ever put on the automatic captions, sometimes what I actually said is not what the captions are picking up. But that being said, as a general rule, it will understand more or less what you're saying. And the clearer you are speaking, the better the AI will be able to know what you are saying. So that's one kind of random, interesting tip um, related to technology. And you don't need any money or anyone to do it with you. You can do it in your free time whenever you want. There's that. And just, I think, reading out loud, if you are reading a book, uh, maybe listening to the audio book at the same time is a great tip to uh, really be able to know how it should sound and then try to repeat that pronunciation. But you can kind of tell, I think, when you're reading out loud, if it sounds good or not. So give it a go, see how you feel. If it feels good and you enjoy it, hopefully you don't speak too loudly because your neighbors might hear you and think like, what's going on? What, What are they doing? But it's a nice tip and a nice thing to do to really practice your pronunciation. Yeah, definitely. I, I um, often recommend the audiobook one with my students because, and specifically to record themselves as well whilst they're doing it, because that way you can compare the two side by side. And I think it's very underrated and something that we tend not to do um, as students is to record ourselves because we're scared of it. So um, it's important to understand what you sound like and how you can improve because that is almost, pronunciation is the one thing you can't really test as such, like we do with everything else, like grammar and vocabulary, et cetera. But that is one way you could potentially test, if you want to call it a test or check, Mm -hmm. shall we say, yourself to see your progress. And I think checking is important. So we know. I think as long as you're willing to uh, watch yourself back or listen to yourself (laughs) back, because I know from experience, it's always really cringy. Like the amount of times I have to listen to myself with uh, podcasts that I do or watch myself on videos that I do. 
and you get used to it and you adapt to it and you become a little bit numb to it after a mm. while to the extent where you're like ah i don't give up mm, anymore i don't care anymore but at first it can be a little bit like scary and shocking it's like do i really sound like that no yeah my first video took about two weeks for 30 to make a 30 second clip because you're just like that wasn't good i'm gonna have to do it again no that wasn't good you know and oh absolute nightmare but it's just that new experience really it's not the it's not completely your voice is a horrible thing it's just that new experience of hearing yourself which you're not really used to because speaking and hearing it through your ears is different to hearing it through a monitor or through a speaker you know so it's interesting isn't it for sure yeah so don't worry about it people listen to your voice all the time it's fine and after a few times you'll get used to it as well it's no big deal 100 percent. what methods would you suggest to students to help improve their pronunciation at home i'd say um well the audiobook and uh, reading at the same time uh then testing by recording yourself as you mentioned and then after that i think the way to improve speaking and therefore pronunciation is by speaking um so a lot of people will ask you, ah, do you speak Italian? Do you speak Persian? Do you speak Chinese? They don't ask you, do you know Chinese? Do you know Persian? Do you know Portuguese? The focus for the vast majority of people is to be able to speak it and to be able to improve your speaking, you need to speak. So then uh, you need to find either um, a teacher who could uh, give you some kind of conversational classes or uh, a friend as well who wouldn't mind spending some time having a chat over um, a coffee or a beer, um, but also on like WhatsApp or Telegram. Uh, recently, I've started to uh, send a lot more voice notes than I used to. And I in think English. in English and in <laughs> other languages, um, sure, 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 sure. I think I'm starting to get a little bit addicted to it. But that's probably the fact that I'm always looking at a screen I'm always typing things I'm a little bit fed up of writing things out so yeah, it's too, always easier now to just record and then you'll be practicing because you are speaking as well and you want to get a message across to whoever is going to be listening um, so to put it kind of bluntly and simply speak 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 to yourself or whoever is willing to listen to you your phone basically yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah yeah and that's it that's yeah. all of the only conversations i've had in a few years <laughs> that's the end of this one guys thank you so much for listening and tuning in once again make sure to follow lewis at english with lewis on instagram and come back next week for the next episode looking forward to seeing you there ciao